Welcome everyone to the Purposely Thriving Podcast, where we are growing, evolving, and becoming into our highest self in every area of our lives so that we are able to live authentically and whole as we step into a new chapter. I am your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining and tuning in with me this week. I got a few questions I want to ask. The first question I want to ask you is that if you were to remove yourself from the roles that you currently play in your life, would you be able to identify and capture the fullness of your being as a woman? Okay. The second question I want to ask you is that if you were to pay zero attention to culture's beauty and body standards and expectations, would you be able to identify and capture the fullness of your being as a woman? The last question I want to ask you is that if you were able to take off the narrow lens of what you've been told to believe and think about yourself, would you be able to capture the fullness of your being as a woman? Now, why do I ask these questions? Because as women, I believe many of us have unconsciously placed ourselves in a box. I really do. Meaning that we have lived in restrictions, constraints, uncomfortable conditions, stagnation, fear, to even self-deception. And what I find is that we do this to feel included. We do this to feel accepted. We do this to have a sense of belonging. And we do this in order to fit in. And in this exchange to cultivate this feeling, right? This feeling of being included and to fit in. The exchange of that causes us to not nourish our needs due to the judgment of being seen as selfish and or needy, therefore inheriting a guilt that you are wrong for taking care of you. It can also cause us to disregard our boundaries where we know that we're accepting the unacceptable as well as tolerating the intolerable. However, the fear of not being accepted trumps the courage to live in the fullness of who you are. It can also cause us to internalize harmful beliefs that the determinant of our external worth is solely based on our youth, our looks, what we have, what we do, and who we're attached to. It can also cause us to develop an unhealthy need and desire to think that who we are, as we are, isn't enough. So instead of elevating to the highest of who you were destined to be, let me strive to be like someone else. It can also define our ability to always be selfless and sacrificial in order to be considered a good woman even if it's detrimental to your health as well as your quality of life. And when I think of this to be the standard for a woman's worth, meaning that in order for my worth to mean something, I must always be silent on things that matter to me. I must always tend to others' needs, desires, and feelings in the exchange of disregarding my own. I must always attempt to maintain an image that displays faultlessness as well as flawlessness. That I must always live up to an expectation that is not even sustainable. However, because of the image that I fear required to maintain, 
then I'm going to continuously exhaust myself doing so. And if you're listening to this right now and you can feel like this is you, here's what's happening. Because I want you to understand what's happening if you really feel me on what I just said. Chances are you have repressed anger from the unmet healthy needs that are not being tended to. And chances are that anger may have now been developed into some form of an underlying resentment. Chances are you are exhausted because you keep ignoring your limits. Or chances are that even though you do all of this just to belong and prove your worth to be a good woman, you still feel lonely, you feel unheard, you feel misunderstood, and you also feel very inauthentic. And when it comes to embracing this new chapter of your life, it's important to unlearn many of this formal functioning that we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves. Now, why is this important? Because when exiting out of a relationship, one of the things that many want is to live a better life going forward. I do really believe that to the core. They want the hope to know that it will be all right and I can only go up from here. And even though that sounds empowering to do, it also involves examining some things. And one of those things is to be aware of how you've always defined your worth as a woman. Okay. And earlier I talked about how we as women have unconsciously lived in a box and how we tend to do whatever it takes to fit in only to feel empty, unfulfilled and inauthentic. And when you feel like this, if that's how you feel, then how would your life be any different going forward remaining like this? Okay. And so what I wanted to do today I wanted to give you three things that we must unlearn in order to honor our worth. Okay. Because many of us have learned things that is causing us to not step into the fullness of who we really are. And so there's going to be some things that we have to unlearn to be able to embrace that. Okay. And I'm going to give you three things today. The first thing, and this is no particular order. But one of the things I wanted to address that you need to unlearn is that you must unlearn that your time, your needs, your desires and feelings are unimportant. Okay, all right. You need to unlearn that your time, your needs, your desires, as well as your feelings are unimportant. There's this challenge that I see with women giving themselves permission to pay attention to what matters to them. You know, at the beginning of the podcast, I asked the question, if you were to remove yourself from your roles that you play in your life, would you be able to identify and capture the fullness of your being as a woman? And the reason why I asked this question, because many of us are mothers, we're caregivers, we hold positions that involves the need to be selfless in giving, We've been taught and raised to put others first, even when it's expensive to do so. We've been told to not speak because that's what a good girl does. We've seen examples of the women in our families 
who has shown nothing but acts of being selfless and sacrificial where we model that familiar behavior. And what that could potentially do is cause you to internalize and believe that the thought of considering your needs, desires, and feelings is selfish, right? It's almost like when you think about something for yourself, the mind wants to say, how dare you think about you? How dare you think about what you need and what you desire in your feelings? And what happens is when that takes place, it can cause you to believe that having needs is considered to be high maintenance or asking for too much or that you're too needy. And so what ends up taking place is that this feeling of guilt and judgment arises within you because you feel bad that you actually have needs. And so what you end up doing is that you ignore them in an attempt to believe that all you should do is tend to others because you've learned that this is the constant expectation of you to have. And what ends up happening is that this form of behavior tends to show up in your relationships where you tend to bottle things up, where you don't address what's important to you, where you remain silent on things that need to be spoken about. Like there's a fear within you that asking will result in some form of rejection relationally. There's a quote that I want to share with you. And this quote was a quote by Marion Williamson that states, a woman who cannot honor her own feelings will not find them honored by anyone else. Now I want you to think about that quote for a moment. I want you to allow that to sit because the hard truth that we may have about that quote is realizing that when we don't honor ourselves in this way, we are actually teaching people how to treat us. And I'm gonna be honest with you, okay? What I had to learn in unlearning this point that I'm currently giving you is that in order for others to know what I needed, I actually needed to know what I needed, right? Like I had this crazy idea that you should know, or it didn't matter what I thought, or that if I gave them what they needed, then they would know to automatically give me what I needed with no form of communication, right? And and as I think about it now, I realize how I really set myself up for failure relationally doing things like that. And so in order to honor your worth, One must begin to learn what she needs. And here's the thing. This may not be as easy. Okay, let's just be 100. This may not be as easy because when you've always been like this, when you've never taken your needs and your feelings and your desires into consideration, you actually may have difficulty identifying them, right? And so here's a simple but effective thing that you can do starting today. I want you to... Make it your priority by checking in with yourself throughout the day. That's it. I just want you to check in with yourself throughout the day. And you can do this by asking yourself a simple question. And that question is, what do I need right now? Whatever it is, I just want you to get into the habit of checking in with you. Because what this does is that this helps you learn how to normalize 
tuning into you and your needs. It's no different when you ask other people, well, what is it that you need? You good? Can I do something for you? It's like you have to give yourself the same thing. Okay. And what this also does is that it helps you tap into the conscious part of yourself that's always on autopilot so that you can start awakening yourself to identify what you need so that you can know what's best for you as well as the quality of life you want to create. Again, we're talking about unlearning. So we have to unlearn to not check in with ourselves so that we can learn how to start checking in with ourselves, okay? And so that's one of the things that you got to unlearn, all right? You got to unlearn that your time, your needs, your desires, and your feelings are unimportant, okay? Another thing that you must unlearn in order to really capture the fullness of your worth as a woman is that you must unlearn the tendency to compare yourself to other women, Okay, that's the second one. The second one is you need to unlearn the tendency to compare yourself to other women. Now, I don't want nobody rolling their eyes and saying that that's not what I do. I want you to hear me out on this point. Okay, because what I have found is that our worth in terms of what makes us valuable has been rooted around a lot of expectations. Okay. And those expectations are around how we look, how much we weigh, how we parent, if we're single or married, what we do for a living, how much money we make. I mean, the list really does go on. However, what tends to happen when attempting to live up to all of those standards is that we find fault in who we are and then we deem ourselves as not being enough due to the need to live up to all those expectations simultaneously. And when that expectation of ourselves isn't accomplished and achieved, we start looking around at others. Or nowadays, I would say we're scrolling on our news feed. So we out here in these Internet streets looking at other people where we see someone who has obtained something that we think we're supposed to have in order to reach this level of enoughness. And so what happens is a false perception becomes, well, why not me or what's wrong with me? Or what does she have that I don't? Or what more could I do to have what they have? Or better yet, they get more likes and comments than me. And when you're always leading with that kind of energy of staying in a trap of comparison, insecurity starts to develop because you start to feel less adequate because you don't have what you've perceived to be considered the standard for your life. It can also spike different triggers such as jealousy Envy, being judgmental, to even being critical about other women and what they have simply because you don't have it. You may also find yourself never being appreciative for anything you currently have, therefore forgetting to enjoy your own. You can also find yourself so consumed with what someone else has where the ego gets in the way and always feels the constant need to be better than someone else. You also miss out on creating the life that is for you because you could be attempting to copy and paste someone else's life. You may also find that it's hard to truly be happy for other women where you can honor their greatness because you may think that when she wins, 
that equates to you losing, not realizing that there's room for all of us to win. And over time, this damages your self-esteem. This becomes harmful to your quality of life. This deprives you of your own happiness. And it can also develop depression and feelings of discouragement and even disappointment when we're always in an energy of weighing our worth next to other women. And so when it comes to honoring yourself as the woman you are, it's important to be mindful of the amount of energy you place on what other women have. See, it's easy to say, well, just stop comparing yourself. That's the advice that people say when you find yourself in this energy of comparison. However, comparison isn't 100% avoidable. It's not. I mean, to be honest, it is a part of the human experience. However, it needs to be managed. It does. And the way you manage this is two things. It can be managed on how we view it. Okay. And this goes into the perspective on how we view someone else's life. Okay. So like you can view it as a motivation in your own life, like not from a place of being like them, but from a space of improvement for yourself. Now, if you find yourself always seeing their success as your unsuccess, I challenge you to ask yourself why. So I'm gonna give y'all another truth moment, right? I was that woman where I compared myself to others constantly more than I wanted to admit because no one wants to accept that this is what they do, right? However, this is also what allowed me to be set free. And what I realized in my why of doing this, meaning that when I had to get to a point of asking myself, why was I comparing myself to someone else? I was doing this because I felt like because of my situation, right? Divorce, single mom, you know, all of those things that it limited me on what I can do and have. So I was attached to like a narrative of lack and scarcity for myself. And that narrative kept me complacent to not seek a level of potential that I knew I had. And so it goes into you asking yourself why, right? And, and that has to come from a place of truth so that you can learn how to manage this space of comparison. Now I talked about it can be managed by how we view it. The second thing it can be managed by is how we use it, all right? And this goes into the perspective of how you see someone else's uniqueness in comparison to your own. Like, do you wish you had what they had? Or are you able to admire what another woman has while equally admiring the woman you are? Like, are you able to respect what another woman has and not see that as a threat to you? Like you're aware that you are different and that's what makes you unique all while seeing that same perspective in others. And this goes into cultivating a healthy sense of self, right? That's what it does. It goes into cultivating a healthy sense of self by appreciating your individuality, where you're locked in at what you're good at, where you're cultivating connections that authentically align with your values, where you're embracing the talents and skills that no one else like you have, where you're focused on what you enjoy, where you accept your flaws as well as your imperfections. And so I challenge you 
to take the time and get to learn more about yourself. So like, in other words, you need to date yourself so you can get the opportunity to learn about you on a deeper level. Okay. And so that's the second one. The second thing that you must unlearn is that you must unlearn the tendency to compare yourself to other women. Okay. And so the third and final thing that I wanted to mention to you in regards to what's important to unlearn in order to honor your worth as a woman is that you must unlearn the either or mindset. Okay. That's the third one. The third one is you must unlearn the either or mindset. Okay. And I'm going to explain to you what I mean. When it's often said that you should prioritize yourself, you should consider your needs, you should have boundaries, or you should aim for what you desire. When you tell women to do things like this, this isn't indicating that in order to honor yourself in this way, that you must disregard everyone else. See, that's not the exchange. And it's important to understand this because here's the thing. And I want you to listen when I say this. You can prioritize yourself and give those you love your best. You can be kind and have healthy boundaries. You can love yourself and hold space to love others. You can have authentic connections and honor your values. Okay. And the key word was and. Okay. Because what seems to be problematic for us is the ability to believe that we can create the space for both. And so what we end up doing instead is that we only hold space for an either or mindset where we feel like we have to choose between prioritizing ourselves or giving those we love our best. We feel like we have to choose between being kind or having healthy boundaries. We feel like we have to choose between either loving ourselves or loving others. We feel like we have to choose between either having this person in our lives or having healthy boundaries. And to believe that you must sacrifice your well-being in order to love others, in order to have relationships, in order to be kind, in order to give others your best, when that becomes the mentality then guess how you function, especially if you're unsure of your worth as a woman. What tends to happen is that you don't function with honoring yourself in mind. You function by dishonoring yourself and being disloyal. And so when it comes to honoring yourself as the woman that you are, it's important to know that it doesn't have to be this or that. It can be this and that. Specifically when it comes to your well-being and quality of life. Now, here's the thing in saying all this, because the caveat in all of this is that your life won't be the same. Because most likely you've loved others, but it's been at your own expense. You've been kind, but you didn't have boundaries in place, so you had no limits. You have connections, 
but not on what you value. You've given others your best, but it was in the exchange of you giving you less. And so as you embark on this new way of living and being, you don't move like that anymore. See, we don't do that no more. You don't move on the belief that you have to choose between showing up for others or showing up for yourself. You are now moving in a way that understands that it is natural, it is healthy, and it is absolutely normal to have needs, desires, and feelings like everyone else. And so you no longer overlook and disregard that part of yourself, but instead you embrace that side of yourself now. So you will find that you will have relationships that will shift. You may see that what you once accepted is no longer acceptable. You may also see that some of your relationships weren't built on the foundation of you honoring yourself. And now that you're beginning to embrace that now, you may have those who don't want to be around because they only were around for their own personal gain. So here's my point. Expect a shift in your current life when you begin to hold space for yourself and be okay with that because all that means is that you are growing. All that means is that you are evolving into the woman who truly knows her worth. And so I challenge you to pay attention to any feelings of guilt when you think about holding space for yourself. And instead of leaning into that guilt, how about we rethink how we see this and ask ourselves, am I leading with an either or mentality? And how can I make it be a both and mindset? Okay. And so that's what I wanted to share with you all. I wanted to talk about honoring your worth as a woman. Um, As we are in Women's History Month, there are just certain things that I want to really emphasize because as I mentioned even on the previous episode, that it's important to blaze your own trail. And one of those things is really honoring the woman that you are. And it starts by unlearning things that we have inherited that is truly holding us back to really show up and be the fullness of what we are capable of being, okay? So please make sure that you are following me on my social media handles. My Instagram is I am Tanya Carter. My Facebook and YouTube is Tanya Carter. I will put the link down so that you can connect with me in the show notes. And also please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you can receive notifications on when the next podcast episode will drop and also leave a review. If you know that this podcast is has been very influential on your journey of growth and development, I would love if you head over to Spotify and or iTunes to leave me a review. And last but definitely not least, share this information. Okay, if you know a woman who is struggling with understanding her worth and her value as an individual, then pass this information along to her. This really probably would be very beneficial, okay? So thank you all again for tuning in with me this week. You all have a wonderful and amazing week, and I will see you next time. (music) 